0: Welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show, where you'll learn how to grow your team today. Join Ken Trupke and his guests as they discuss what works and doesn't work to grow your team in today's world. And now, your host, Ken Trupke. Hello, and welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show. Last week, we looked at culture fit and core values alignment and the lessons there through the conversations that I had with the leader that we called Kayla and the person on her team we called Drew and the situation that they were in. Well, this week, we're going to look at what it looks like when somebody comes to you wanting a significant pay increase through the conversations that I had with a leader we'll call Jacob and the person on his team asking for the pay increase we'll call Riley. So Riley comes to Jacob suggesting that, She's going to need a 25% pay increase and she wants Jacob to consider that. So what Jacob did, which I absolutely love, was said, "Riley, I really appreciate you bringing that to me. I don't want to talk about that right now because I'm not prepared. So let's set a meeting where we can come back and and discuss this and give it the time and attention that it deserves because I really want to respect your request." So bonus tip for you as a leader, that's something I encourage you to to do all the time. That is, don't deal with the situation on the spot. You don't have to. You can always say, let's schedule a meeting to talk about that. Buy yourself some time to get prepared, to process. If you need to do some research, you can do that. If you need to talk to some people, you can do that because you really do want to give the topic the time and attention it deserves. And part of What that means is that you're as prepared as you need to be, and so, or at least as more prepared than you are in the moment. You also just might be tired or hungry or having a bad day, something where you're not going to show up as your best self, and it's not going to go as well as it could, not because of anything about the topic, but just because of where you are at that moment. So I love that Jacob said, Riley, I respect that and want to honor that request. Let's set a separate time, not right now. Beautiful. Okay. So, Jacob came to me then and said, "Hey, what do I do with this?" Well, my first question anytime somebody's looking for a pay increase is is that supported by the marketplace. So the way I look at compensation is we're trading value. The the teammate, the associate, the employee, however you want to look at it, they're bringing their skills, abilities and talents to the table valuable skills, abilities, and talents, and they're trading that value for the value of the company's dollars, right? That's the trade here. We're trading the value of our skills and our time and our energy and all those things for the value of the money. And so the question is, is has that the equilibrium that you've established there, the equal value for value trade, has that been shifted by the marketplace? Over the last few years, we've seen, if you just look at say software developers, software engineers, programmers, that kind of skill set, that skyrocketed for a period in 2021. And then there was massive tech layoffs. And now that seems to be on the way down. But there was a time where to get a developer, you had to pay 20, 30, 50% more than you had to just months before because of the market. And that's reality. And when you're thinking about what, how should I think about the marketplace and that trade of value, Think about it in terms of replacement costs. Not that people are interchangeable in any way, they're not. But in general, if you can consider and get your head around the idea that we're trading value for value, the value of what that person brings and skills, abilities, and the value that we're giving them in dollars, well, then what would that look like if if that person left and I had to replace that person with another person? What would that cost? And that's where you go to the market and say, what's the market price for this person? And if that price has gone up, well, then if that person left, that's what you'd need to pay. So let's say the market suggests that there's a 25% gap of what you're paying, of what Jacob's paying Riley versus what it would cost Jacob to go get another person. Well, if Riley hadn't talked to him, and by the way, high five to Jacob for creating an environment where Riley felt safe to come to him and say, Hey, I would like to talk about a significant compensation adjustment and not just up and quit because a lot of times people you'll see in cultures that aren't as healthy and where communication isn't as solid that the person will just quit. They're like, Hey, I can make 25% more going somewhere else. I'm dipping. And Jacob's left not knowing what to do. Well, what he would have to do then is go to the market and spend 25% more to replace Riley. Well, Let's have a conversation with Riley. Maybe it doesn't take all of that 25%, but maybe she'd be thrilled with a 10 or 15% increase. But the point is, if the market has shifted, you need to be aware of that. And that's a reason to call time out on this meeting and go do some research so that you can come back with facts. Because my guess is Riley already has done that research and has the facts. She's probably already sitting on a job offer or at least looking on Indeed and sees a bunch of jobs and is feeling like, hey, I'm underpaid here. So that's the first question, like, is that true? Is the market suggesting that Riley's underpaid? Uh, The second part of that is you've got this equilibrium of the marketplace and the value we're exchanging. Well, has Riley's value increased since the last time you had a compensation conversation? And by that, I mean more responsibilities. Maybe she's taken on, uh, she, she didn't, she used to maybe say lead two or three people and now she's picked up five people. So she's added a couple people to her team. So she's got a bigger team that she's responsible for. Maybe they're two of the people do one kind of job, and now she just picked up two or three people that do a different kind of job. So she's now responsible for multiple areas in your business. Well, that's more valuable to you. So that could justify a compensation adjustment. She might also just be doing higher level, higher value tasks. Let's say Riley's an AP, uh, sorry, accounts payable, an accounts receivable clerical kind of person where she just enters those numbers into the accounting software. Well, maybe now we've elevated her to say, hey, where there's past due receivables, please call those customers and do collection calls. Well, that's a higher level responsibility than just entering numbers into the software to actually go and call customers and try to collect the money. So has she increased her responsibilities? Has she brought more value since the last time we had a compensation conversation? that could also be a reason to justify an increase in pay. And so when we sit down with Riley, we're going to want to understand what does the market say and what might be different between her responsibilities and and job functions since the last time we talked about compensation. So make sure that you're getting your head around those things so you can come with facts to that conversation. Uh, One reason we don't, at least I don't encourage people to make compensation adjustments is based on need. Somebody's buying a house, getting married, having a baby, whatever it might be that they need more money because I need this thing in my life. Well, the equilibrium is based on value for value and what you need and what you're going to do with the value I'm giving you, the money, that doesn't really enter into that equation. And so I encourage people to not get involved in the conversations of, oh, you need to buy a new car because your car died. Okay, yeah, you should probably get a raise. That's not really how the marketplace works. It's really about this value trade and the replacement cost. And so, and it's not to say that that's always true. There's no exceptions. Don't ever consider any of that. That's not reality either. When you've got people on your team that are presumably there because like we talked about last week. We've got a culture fit and there's an alignment around core values. These are people you want on your team. And if there's a short-term situation where they need an adjustment in their compensation in order to do a thing and they're really valuable to you and a really good fit, we can make exceptions to do those things. I'm suggesting that as a rule, you don't weigh that as heavily. When people come to you and say, I need a raise because I need to buy a car, that's not really a good reason. They need to be coming to you saying, I need a raise because the market's changed or I need a raise because I'm doing more valuable tasks, taking on more responsibilities for the business and that additional value deserves additional value in terms of compensation. So just sidebar there on how that works. So when we talk to Riley, we want to understand what's her thinking behind the request for a pay increase. So with that, uh, we want to look at, what else she might be wanting to do. See, if there's not a great reason from the marketplace or responsibilities internally, it's just maybe a need. Uh, that's one reason. It also might be the reason that she wants to follow a career, that she maybe went to college to learn how to do X. Maybe she's a speech therapist and she's been working in accounting, and now she's got a chance to go get a speech therapy job. And she's like, you know i'd love to go jump and do that thing well that's not really something you can compete with right you're not going to ever have a job in the accounting department or maybe even in your whole company that is uh, some kind of speech therapy thing and so if she wants to go pursue that cuz that's what her degrees in that's where her passion lies that's great you just want to encourage her figure out the transition and let her move on because that's never going to be something that you can make up for. You're just not going to be in a position to do that. And so if she's leaving because she wants to pursue her passion or her follow her training, uh, then that's okay. But at that point, more money shouldn't really fix that because that's kind of the definition of golden handcuffs. Uh, as the saying goes, where you pay people so much that keeps them trapped so it's it's golden because it's high pay, but it's handcuffs because you're keeping them doing something they don't really want to do, but they stay for the money. It's rare that it works out well when somebody's only staying for the money or you keep people uh, by offering them more money. Uh, ultimately, they're going to leave for the same reasons they were looking for in the first place, or they're going to stay and be unhappy because they've got these golden handcuffs on. Jeez, I'd love to pursue my dream in speech therapy, but I can't because they pay me so well. Is that really... The dynamic you want to have with people on your team, I would suggest probably not. So find out what she's doing. And if she wants to go pursue something, set that bird free because paying her more to keep her might help you in the short term. And usually that's what it comes down to. In my experience is it's really kind of a selfish thing from the business standpoint of like, boy, it'd be really tough to replace Riley. Why don't we just pay her more? Because it's going to cost us that much to replace her anyway. And now we've got her, but I know she wants to go do her thing, but let's just pay her enough to keep her. is that really fair to her? Is that really who you want to be? Uh, That's up to you. But I would suggest that's probably not how you want to behave. And it's not going to be good for everybody in the long term. So it could be that. Uh, It could be just a career path. Maybe Riley's feeling stuck. And she's feeling like, I've moved up as far as I can. Again, we'll use the accounting department example. Moved up as far as I can in accounting. And I don't really have anywhere else to go. And so I'm looking for opportunity. So I'm going to jump to this other company. Uh, It's also going to pay me more. And it's going to give me opportunity. Now that one you can maybe adjust. Now that one again, look at the market and see if it deserves the pay increase. But you might be able to resolve this issue by just going, "Hey, Riley, listen, we've got a career path for you." Now maybe shame on us for not having laid that out or explained it as well as we could have. Uh, what what the future might look like? But let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and lay out a career path. Or maybe if you haven't done any of that work, you can just say, "Hey, what would you like to do? What areas are you interested?" In? Maybe she's dreamed of being in sales. They're like oh, you want to be in sales? Well, we can start working on a plan to transition you out of accounting into sales, and there'll be more opportunity for income, and that would fulfill your dream. We can we can make that work. You just don't know until you have these kind of conversations. So you want to talk to people about these things and understand where they're coming from, and that's why you want to have the conversation when you're ready to have it. You've done some research on the market, you know what she's doing, and what value that brings, and you can just talk about what else she's looking to do. Is this about career path? Is this about following the thing I studied for and I love doing? What is all just going on here? Or am I just trying to afford a new car? Let's talk. Um, The other thing when you're having that conversation that I encourage leaders to have is remind that teammate that compensation is more than that base salary. A lot of times I see people get stuck on their wage, whether that be an hourly wage or a salary, or whatever it is, but that base number, $60,000, $14 an hour, $37 an hour, $80,000, $100,000, you know, the infamous six figure salary. Well, there's more to it than that. Uh, a lot of companies will pay contributions towards benefits. You know, what's the, what's the 401k match? What's the company's contribution toward the health insurance plan? So there's other intangible, not, not, I'm sorry, not intangible, tangible benefits, but that get lost uh, or subordinated at least to that base wage. There might also be bonuses, you know, is the other company offering bonuses, when you look at total compensation, that's where I encourage leaders to, to drive people in these conversations to let's look at total compensation. If you want to compare our job to that job, to another job, to a fantasy job in your, your career uh, area, whatever it is, let's look at total comp. What's the base salary what's the bonus what's the 401k match what's the benefit contribution uh, all those kinds of financial things that are tangible then I mentioned the intangible what what's intangible is what's it like to work there what's that culture what's the the, the people I work with especially bosses uh, famously studied that people don't by, by the Gallup group uh, the strengths finders people they studied and people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. And you might've heard that because it's become pretty popular to talk about. Uh, Being a good boss is pretty important because uh, people want to be led well. They want to have a good leader. They don't want to work for a jerk. And then they're going to quit if they end up having to work for a jerk for too long, unless you give them the golden handcuffs, right? So What's the culture like though? Sure, they can jump for another 25% and maybe the market only justifies five or doesn't justify anything. And they're like, hey, I could get this great job for 25% more. Well, what's the boss going to be like? Or what's the commute going to be like? Let's add up all the time. Let's get an apples to apples comparison here of all the time from the time you get up in the morning to the time you're back home doing whatever you want. uh, What did that time look like? Because if it's a work from home environment, you can be ready to go pretty quickly without a commute. And you can reduce some costs in that like total compensation world of gas and and time in the car, plus, you know, different, maybe work clothes and whatever you need uh, to to show up differently. You don't know, but let's, let's make sure it's a, it's a fair comparison. You know, maybe the schedule's not as flexible. What does that look like? Because right here, you've got a flexible schedule, a boss you like aligned with the core values and you can work from home. Well, that's very different that, you know, that, that may or may not justify a 25% increase. Like, is it worth it to you to sacrifice those things, Riley, to go work at this company where those things might not be true? Maybe it is that at that point becomes totally the decision of that person. And if Riley values uh, the money and the opportunity or whatever it is over these other things or thinks that maybe it'll be the same and I'll get just as good a culture, just as good a boss, just as good a flexibility, whatever, that's fine. And, And maybe you can compete with that and maybe you can't. So we got to work through all that, but I just encourage leaders to get that all on the table when they're having a conversation around compensation. There's more to compensation than that base salary, and there's more to work than just that compensation. Like what else is there and what else is the culture and all the things around that. So ultimately, when people are coming to you with a request for a salary adjustment, you want to encourage that. And by encourage that, I mean like thank them for bringing it to you. Because they could just as easily quit without telling you. And now you're in a hole where maybe you'd have been willing to do something. Uh, now, we want to try to always be on top of these things. Keep an eye on the market. Are people being uh, compensated fairly and have their responsibilities change? Are we still fairly compensating them? You want to be on top of that. But sometimes, especially if you've got big, bigger teams, it's hard to keep track of all the moving pieces. And so- Sometimes it's going to be when people bring it to you that it's going to come to your attention. But when it does come to your attention, take it seriously. Make sure that you thank them for bringing it to your attention, giving you a chance to have a really intentional conversation with the time and energy that it deserves. Then set that meeting, get your research, check the market, check their responsibilities internally, and then just talk to them about what's driving this. Is it really just this I need a car, I need a house, or I'm having a baby, or whatever? Or is it more, I want to pursue my career path or a you know, job in the, I want to have a career path, or I want to pursue a job in my trained field, the thing I went to college for or whatever, you know, what's going on and can you accommodate that? And do you want to accommodate that? Because you don't want to be putting people in a position with golden handcuffs. So compensation, it's tricky and it's not always cut and dried. And it's hard to look necessarily in the marketplace and say, yes, this job with these responsibilities at our company is exactly like this thing I found on Indeed or Glassdoor or wherever you found things. And so we know exactly what this position's worth. It's not usually quite that clean, even if it's the same job title, which can often even be difficult to just get a title title match. But if you get a title match, is the content of the job the same? And then there's all these intangibles about the work environment, the culture, the people, the boss, the the, the leader, you know, your leader, the aligning with the values and the flexible schedule and all those things. There's a lot to it. So be open to having a conversation with a teammate. I encourage Jacob to go do his research and be ready for that meeting and then just listen to what Riley had to say and, and see how things worked out. And you can do the same. We'll see you next time on the Clarity Advisor Show. Thank you for listening to the Clarity Advisor Show. Clarity Advisors is a speaking, training, and consulting firm specializing in helping you simplify your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency, and grow your profits. Connect with Clarity Advisors today to learn more about how they can help you improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success.